Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Steve is feeling sick today. Did not have a good night. Uh, did you no. end up bailing on Game Over Winnipeg, Steve? I did. Yeah. And, and so, uh, so unfortunately, we're going to do a bit of a shorter show today because Steve doesn't care about Game Over Winnipeg. That's Damn what he, it. he doesn't like the city of Winnipeg. <laughs> no, it's actually because Steve feels like shit. And the province the, of Manitoba. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the whole province. Right. The whole province. I mean, um, Brandon, the fact is that Steve him. feels like dog shit and we don't want him to have to feel like dog shit for too long. Uh, the fact that he's even here is a miracle. So, Steve Nangle, a little bit of round of applause. That's great. Oh, Steve, do you know you what you have? Feel this. What? Do you know what you have? What? Uh, how are you going to say a nasty thing? I know. He's, he's just asking. Oh, what? oh, do no. I actually do know you, what I have? Do you know, uh, like, do you know what, like, you caught? I thought you were going to say, oh, you got big baby itis. best friends, you got to go. Yo, like, honestly, honestly, Duke's up all the time. All week, all week, Steve and Jesse have just been just yeah. out, man. <laughs> what's, your, what's your line? You always say, what's the point of enemies when you got a best friend like me and Adam? Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah, something something exactly. along those lines. No, I but like, like you the- don't know what you caught because like this. Wednesday, you were fine. Yeah. Uh, there's been uh, gastrointestinal, which is GI uh, mm-hmm. thing going around my son's daycare. That is my number one suspect. I would think so. I don't think it was food poisoning because uh, my wife and I ate the exact same things all day the day before I got ill. And boy, was I ill yesterday. Like I, you're, you're positive she didn't try to poison you? No. No, that could not positive. Okay, no, okay. I'm not positive. Not positive. No, yeah, no, Listen. I'm positive for whatever she gave me. She's Scottish. Clan warfare is real, and uh, you just never know, right? You just never know. Like we had You're the wedding, said the vows. She said she loved me and everything, but I know part of her will never forgive me for being part English. So, right, right, yeah. exactly. In sickness and in health, but mostly sickness. Yeah, um, <laughs> and damn uh, the bloody English. That's right. That's right. Now next week's going to be a bit of a draw. special. Next week's going to be a bit of a special week. I'm fairly sure that we'll do three shows in studio and then do a, a quick light show on Friday in Kingston. Uh, it's going to be about half an hour and that sort of thing for our live studio audience. And by light show, I mean, we're going to party, baby. Uh, and then we're all going to watch the Leafs game together at the Mansion Bar in uh, downtown Kingston, which is going to be amazing. This show was supposed to happen three years ago in April, and we are officially finally making it happen. It's our first real live show. Uh, since the start of the pandemic, which is way too long, and we're going to start doing more of those as well. And I also want to throw out there that um, the tickets for this sold out in 22 minutes, um, which is unbelievable. So thank you very much if you're coming. Um, And obviously, uh, you know, for those who didn't get tickets, please be aware. There will be more live shows um, and the door prizes, which are pretty darn good. I'm just getting those confirmed. I'll confirm them next week. Um, some pretty big experiences on the on the line, and those will be provided by Sports Interaction, which will be very great. So, hooray. guys, hooray for our first live show! I'm very excited about it. Hopefully, Steve's better by then. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Be, um, yeah. So, listen, we're gonna have we're gonna be a little bit laid back. We're gonna be a little bit relaxed. For those asking, I'm sorry, there will not be bachelor bios on this show. We want to be in person, right, Jess? Yeah, we gotta delay it till Monday. It's not gonna yeah. be as fun if Steve's under the weather and we're not in person and. 
I got a lot of fun people to go through. I feel Jessica, excited about these at least. Jessica is she's something. Is she she's something? Oh, I feel so bad for making us do a remote show because like this reminds me of our prison. Like this was <laughs> our prison. It was. <laughs> Things are different now though. I I don't mind yeah, this. Yeah. You know like I'll tell you when I felt bad was right before Christmas when I couldn't get out of bed and you guys were coming over doing the show. I was like, hi. And I was dead. Uh, oh, you, God. Yeah. That was terrible. Um, Leafs won. Yeah. Pretty yeah. jacked. <laughs> Leafs did win. So I so feel I wish I was able to do a better LFR for that game. I didn't give Mark Shifley enough crap. That's so funny that Matthews did that to him. <laughs> I was watching the highlights today. I'm like, that goal is better than I recall. That they, they were good. They were pretty. I mean, first off, let's just start like first period. Jets are way outplaying the Leafs, way outplaying the Leafs. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the shots it were 14 to five. It it looked ugly. It read ugly. Um, but uh, I was I, I kept looking up at the shot counter. I'm like, are you sure? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I didn't believe it. I want to know what the uh, even strength numbers were, because I know the Jets lit the Leafs up on an early power play. They got like four shots and the mm-hmm. Leafs were never really able to come back from that in terms of uh, shot uh, equality. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it, di- it didn't actually feel like the Jets outplayed the Leafs that badly. You, Yeah, I'll believe you that they were the better team, but it didn't feel that uh, huge. And, you know, they the Leafs still are able to score the first goal. Um, and yeah. Ilya Samsonov, uh, the mm-hmm. more he plays, the more I am filled with uh, not. And this isn't to the detriment of Matt Murray, but but Ilya Samsonov has been really good. I mean, I, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. Did you see uh, his home record versus his away record? No, I didn't. I was it, at the game, so I didn't see it. Oh, you were there. I was oh, there. I know that. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah. Good for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Random last tickets. Happy 30th birthday, Jesse Pollock. Hope it was a good oh, one. Oh. Got to watch his Jets lose. <laughs> I do feel bad for him. He had a rough no. night. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesse Pollock gives bad? Leafs fans enough shit that we don't have to feel bad for him, you know? Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. He's like best no. friends with Pierre-Luc Dubois now. Like, I don't feel bad for him. That, that's so cool what he got to do uh, with the Jet Skills competition. Yeah, that is... It's sick. It's sick. Um, that would... It just... Uh, the Jets do a great job of, like, honoring their fans. Like, they do a mm-hmm. great... Like, they really... The Leafs are very much like, you must come to us. Whereas the Jets are like, we'll come to you uh, in, in terms of the fandom. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, no, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. Cool. So, so, okay, so first period's out of the way, Leafs up one nothing. Second period, you start to see the play even out a little bit. And mm-hmm. you, st- you see the Leafs, not that they were, like you said, Steve, they weren't like crazy outplayed, I guess, but but really start to find their form. And... To me, the second period felt like, okay, so yes, the Jets are the are, you know, among the top teams in the Western Conference, but the Eastern Conference is just that much stronger. Ooh, that's an interesting takeaway. That's what it felt like. I mean, it's just it's sort of like you just saw the Leafs, like the depth of talent uh coming out of wave after wave after wave. And it wasn't like um, like the, the Leafs were playing a top team. I mean, Boston's in its own world in terms of top teams, but the Leafs are playing a top team when they're playing the Jets. And a team that always plays them hard. Whether or not the Jets really are doing well that season, they're always going to play the Leafs hard. They freaking hate the Leafs. The Leafs hate them. Um, but you did see, uh, to me, you started to see 
talent win out over uh, over the, la- the the Jets who have less, less talent. talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say uh, TSN won the Leafs that game. What do you uh, mean? Uh, because uh, so before the game, they uh, I think it was Dreger. They were talking about you know what matchups are you looking at for this game, and he called Hellebuck versus Simpson of a mismatch. It's a mismatch, but I mean okay. Hellebuck's one of the best goalies in the league. Samsonov isn't even like an, the established starter of the team that he's on. You know, I don't know if he ever has been. Maybe one year with the Caps, and then uh, later on in the game, Gord Miller. I think it was after Matthews had scored his first goal. Mm-hmm. Starts talking about how. Yeah, you know, it's, he's a lot of his numbers are very similar to last year. It's just all the multi-goal games. He had 15 last year. He's only got one this year. Boom, two. <laughs> so it was all TSN jinxing the Jets. And in all seriousness, I feel like we're maybe not putting enough on Simsonov out playing Connor Hellebuck in that game. He did. Mm-hmm. And the goals Hellebuck allowed, I mean... Oh boy, two of them are real beauties from Matthews. Like it's it's hard yeah. to put too much of that on Hellebuck, but that third one from Marner, who's also got like an underrated shot, uh, and that was shorthanded by the way too. The Marner shorthanded, game. yeah, yeah. Like those are all defensive lapses from the Jets, but those are it's it's one on one shooter versus goalie, and the goalie lost three times. Yeah, but like I looked at those goals and I said no goal last night was Connor Hellebuck's fault. Like you, you talked about Mitch Marner's shot. That was one hell of a shot. Like, oh, yeah. He, there were three pretty was, good shots. He was alone on goal and he wired it top corner. Like that was an impressive shot, shorthanded when you're not expecting it either. And like, yeah. okay, you want your goalie to make a save, but your defense is putting your goalie in that situation there. And I thought it was Winnipeg's inability to answer those mm. uh, game breaking moments by the Leafs' top two players. And that's kind of why they lost. The, the the broadcast also talked about the Leafs' struggle um, in transition, and they ate the Jets alive in transition. It was hilarious. Yeah. The reason so, that the first period, <laughs> the reason that the first period felt like, hey, the Jets didn't dominate despite the shots being like fifteen to five, was because that those five chances for the Leafs all came off the rush and were incredible and were high danger chances because their Two rush on game one. was really good and the and, Jets were yeah. peppering a lot of shots but the Leafs were getting everything in transition mm-hmm. right and, off the right off the top right. like like first uh 20 seconds of the game it's uh Nylander Matthews right from the first period by the way yeah. I, I misquoted Matthews scored in the first eight seconds of the second period uh it was the it, oh, yeah. so there were no goals in the first period oh. but eight you know eight seconds in and then another you know within five minutes of that he scored again um, and you gotta, you gotta think if, if like, first off, again, Jesse Pollock, I think he tweeted, he was like, it's like, sure. Love going to see the jets and I'll have Austin Matthews light us up. Uh, um, but it's, it's, you know, it is sort of a, um, it seems like there've been a lot of people. Like, I think I, I saw some journalist today and I can't even remember who it was. So I apologize, but he tweeted about where Zach Hyman is in points. And then, and, and he's, I guess he's, he's doing, ahead of Matthews. Yes, he is. And then just tag the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> and I thought it was like, oh, that's a good troll job. Like, I'd never heard of this guy. He's got like 20,000 followers, obviously. Like, um, and it might also be just that, like, he, you know, most people, when they would tweet that, they would just tweet like hashtag Oilers, hashtag Leafs. But he tweeted at Oilers, at Leafs. 
So it's sort of like, you know, relevant to both fan fan groups or whatever, but it's way funnier. It's way funnier. Good for um, him. But I, I, I think with Matthews, to me anyway, there's, there's starting to be that. Uh, and you could look at the Shifley uh, Deke as one of them where there's like, it almost feels like it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and it's about to happen. Something's about to pop off. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you saw got, that coming? What do you mean? I didn't. Uh, didn't? Like the, the move on Shifley. Oh, you mean Matthews in general? Like we're waiting on him, waiting on we're, him, waiting just on him. Fe- like, and he's been, he's been oh, very, okay. very good. I thought but you meant that play developing. I'm like, I don't know, man. It took eight seconds. <laughs> no, 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 no. I definitely mean, I definitely mean like there's Austin Matthews season. Cause like there are people out there yeah. who are trying to call it a disappointment. It's not, it's just, he's not scoring 60 goals, which happens once a decade. I, you know, for all the complaining I do about this team at times, I've never once been like, Oh no, Matthews is bad now. Like it's always either been, he he does at times look uncomfortable mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um but then he takes those couple days off he's looked fantastic since and his two-way game on another level like completely on another level that, uh he the, blocked the, a shot last night that was right it was going in yep he, he, great shot block not the first time he's done it uh unreal on the back check unreal defensive stick the Leafs have really underrated defensive sticks uh, this year. Um, they It's almost like they invite the cross-ice pass for the one-timer. They entice mm. you into it, and they pick it off almost every time. Um, and if they don't, someone's there like to block mm. it. And it's it, they're Listen, they do a lot of great things. They do a lot of great and wonderful things, and I think it starts with Austin Matthews. Mark Giordano scored the empty netter. The best. But I think what people wanted to talk about was the bad tripping call for Mark Giordano. And is there not the call wasn't bad. It was a bad play on Giordano. I was part. like, uh, no, it was a perfectly. <laughs> I think what people at Leaf fans are a little bit worried about, and maybe this comes from just fatigue because he plays 23 minutes at night or has been. Yeah. There have been a couple in the last couple of games that have not looked good for Mark Giordano. The out of character penalties, penalties that really. I mean, putting them down 5-3 like that was not, wasn't great, Bob. So what do you chalk that up to? I mean, he's the guy's a Norris caliber defenseman. He was the captain of the Calgary Flames for 50 years. Um, He's played great for the Leafs this year. Is it time to give him a break? Um, I think I'd be open to resting Mark Giordano. I think he'd probably beat you up um, in in attempt to do that. You you know, it's funny when... um, when people choose to uh, say, this is how I feel tonight. So Mark Giordano takes too many penalties or whatever. And people chose that one last night. I see that as a penalty killer doing his job and sometimes shit happens. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have thought for a long time. I don't know if I've ever really said it on the podcast, but we've said it amongst each other, like just talking. He does take way too many penalties. Mm-hmm. The, the, there aren't many things to criticize with Mark Giordano, but that's one of them. So I just looked it up. He is second on the team in penalty minutes with 41. Bunting, mm-hmm. no surprise, is number one with 54. He is the top defenseman in that category by an incredible margin. He's got 41. Justin Hall's got 20. Uh, I'm willing to bet some of that came from that game against the Flyers 
where there were probably misconducts and stuff like that. A lot of them are minors. And right. for as good of a player as he is, he does put the team shorthanded a, a lot. And that would be my one criticism. If this is a different sport uh, or and we're in a different situation where you don't have hockey players who need to tough it out, I'm playing Mark Giordano 60 games in a year. Like, there's yeah. no reason mm. that Mark Giordano needs to be playing 82 games. Like, you should Kawhi lettered this. You should NBA star. We're resting you on back-to-back nights. You're playing uh, 70 games max. Like, you're getting all these rest days where you need it because we need Mark Giordano for the playoffs. There's no reason we should be running him out all the time when the Leafs have an abundance of defensemen. Like, I'm just I get looking it, at yeah. his. I get I'm that the regular season is really important, but you need to the the postseason. Postseason is the most important, and we've established here that the Leafs have extra defensemen that can fit into this lineup. Give Jordy Ben some more time. Give Connor Timmins some more time. Utilize the roster that you have that is um, uh, has an abundance of defensemen. Give Mark Giordano a dozen games off for the this back half of the season. See, I think I think we're underselling the important role that Giordano has played, though, because they haven't really had an abundance of defensemen. They've had a number of guys come in and surprise, and we're happy with them. Uh, but Brody is on IR, Muzzin's on mm-hmm. LTIR. That's that's no surprise. But Victor Mete, who I think is kind of important to this equation, uh, is also also on LTIR. And I don't know where Carl. Oh yeah, Carl Dahl- Dahlstrom is there as well, and he probably. I mean, definitely would have played NHL games this year, given the way uh, that things went. So you're yeah, basically... They have, they have seven defensemen right now on the lineup. Yeah. Who's the extra? It's Jordy Ben, Giordano, Timmins, Sandy, and Lilligren, Hall, Riley. That's seven. Did Timmins not play yesterday? No, Timmins wasn't in the lineup. Right. Oh, yeah. So they do have one extra. It'd be, it'd be, it would be nice if, if you identify a softer target in on the schedule like you know how you'll play a backup goalie against Mm -hmm. a team that is frankly not quite as good uh (laughs) they're playing montreal on saturday i mean nice this goes into convincing mark giordano that he needs to sit down and rest his body against montreal (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so you're not gonna be able to do that uh hold on a second here sends next friday i'm sorry but doesn't doesn't sheldon keith hold the lineup card you know what I mean? Like, I he feel does. like it, I, I, yeah. I do feel like at a certain point, we're going to have to, you know, you, you, they, they, uh, the MLSE has, has a lot, a lot of advanced knowledge about what, you know, resting guys can do. And we've seen it. Um, and is, is, you know, I, I mean, maybe, maybe Mark Giordano wants to play against Montreal on Saturday, but is next week okay? What are we doing next week? Are they just, are they just trying? The, the way we all do at like holiday time. Are they just trying to get to the all-star break? Yeah. Maybe they're just, oh, we got, what is it? Five games left. We're just trying to get to the all-star break. And funny enough, I was looking at games where you could rest guys. And I'm like, oh, they got a home and home against the Blue Jackets. Oh, wait, that's right after the all-star break. You're not going to rest guys <laughs> right after yeah. the all-star well, break. You could like. The game after the All-Star break, you give them that game, so then their All-Star break is even longer. Even longer. It's Listen, of all the guys on this team, you can give an arbitrary rest day to. Surely it makes sense to give the oldest active skater in the NHL that rest. Right. Definitely. Well, I guess we'll see. 
Um, so, uh, obviously, the Leafs are now playing Montreal in Montreal on Saturday night. Do you start Murray or do you start Samsonov? Oh, boy. Because here's we got to start asking that question now. No, I know. We haven't I know. asked. I have held back on that question for 45 games. But now I think we got to ask. Is the plan just you, you keep flip floppy? You, just one after the other, one after the other? Like nobody just keeps flip floppy. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, I don't think Murray playing bad one game and Samsonov playing great one game, one and a half games, uh, mm-hmm. should be the be all end all for the playoff conversation and everything. Um, you know what? Samsonov struggled on the road. Murray's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And if Murray, let's say Murray is your backup. Let's mm-hmm. say Simsonov won that job. What's he doing playing the Habs? Play Murray. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, I, I would say that you probably have him playing the Habs because it's the Habs, right? And you want to beat the Habs every time. You just want to lock down this. Well, well, then play him all 82. You know, that's why you have a backup goalie. <laughs> you know, you want to win every game. You want to win every game, but you know, there's strategy to this. So I would I would say start Murray on Saturday. Okay. Okay. But I okay. like I think I think I can say two things. I think Samsonov's the better goalie right now. Yeah. Start Murray on Saturday. Hmm. 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 Jesse, your mm. thoughts. I think you stick with the plan. I think it's Murray's game Saturday because that's kind of just how the season's gone. You, they're going back and forth and you're seeing what you got. And I, I agree with one game, one bad game for Murray is not who Matt Murray is. And Samsonov's played great, but like he's played a game and a half here. Give him another day of rest. Go back to Murray. See if Murray can get his game back. And if he doesn't, then we're having a different conversation Sunday morning. And we're like, okay. Maybe it's time to give Simpson off the reins here. But even at that point, like there's so much runway here to the end of the season. We're still only 46 games. We got a little bit of time here before we got to make a final decision. Uh, wait as long as you can until making that decision. The I'm, I'm just wondering, like, season. when do you start riding the hot hand? What, what game? What game are you looking at? Okay, we're riding the hot hand. Because really, I mean, if you wait till game 60, that's not a lot left. There's 22 at that point, right? Right. Is that enough? I, I don't know. That's a, that's a very interesting question because, like, Keith, he might look at it and say, we're at hot hand territory. Like, Simptono's been great. Here's your back-to-back starts, two and a half uh, games played here. Like, mm-hmm. I could definitely see it happening that way. I wouldn't. I would just take my time with it and have Matt Murray play. But if Keith goes in that direction, I wouldn't blame him at all. He's just like, I mean, you guys saw that Kyle Connor uh, glove save that he made. Like, ice cold. <laughs> Ice cold shit, right? He yeah. stood him up, did not drop to his knees at all. Like that was one of those where I'm like, man, this goalie's confident. There's mm-hmm. confidence. There's cool. And Kyle Connor, I know he's not leading the team in goals, but to me, he's still their best goal scorer. Um, yeah. He is. Yeah. I think Shifley is at like a couple goals ahead of him or whatever. Um, yeah, he had he, a slow start, Kyle he's Connor, but he's picked it up start. lately. Yeah. yeah, I not knowing what the future holds, January twentieth at the time we're shooting this, I would say Murray Montreal. On Monday, they got the Islanders, do Samsonov. Wednesday, they got the Rangers, do Samsonov. Friday, they got the Sens, do Murray. Okay. Also, there you go. Adam, we should have learned this from Gordon Miller. Uh, Samsonov. Samsonov. The player, yes. player wants his Is name. Is it Samsonov? Of, no, it's player. Samsonov. I'm pretty sure that's what, that's what he, that's in Russian. That, I think it's Samsonov. 
Oh, no. But what did what did he say? Yeah, because he was Samsonov in Washington, right? And then yeah. this season, he said, "I want to be uh, Samsonov." Oh, oh, so okay. Well, then we I'll stop doing it. Samsonov. Right? I didn't know okay. that. I thought I was doing it correctly. I don't know. Well, maybe I have it backwards, but I'm pretty sure Gord is says uh, Samsonov on the broadcast. He's pretty good at that. I saw yeah. um, if it man, was a what? memory competition and like whose memory I rate out of the three of us. It's going to be Jesse at the top every time. So I'm going to trust you on that one. <laughs> Even I don't have the best memories. We just don't. No. Um, yeah. For so, certain things. Yeah. But no. Uh, Jesse, I've just sent these over and I'm hoping you can bring them up on screen or edit it in after however mm-hmm. you want to do this. The new all-star jerseys. How do we mm-hmm. feel about the throwback to the mid to late 90s look, guys, with a little bit of Florida flair? Those are the sexiest damn all-star jerseys they have had in many years and they're exactly to a t perfection what a reverse retro jersey should be because it is a retro it's it's a version of a retro jersey it goes back to the 96 all-star game uh with owen nolan pointing at dominic hashik sniping top corner and everything um, but they didn't just redo it like the caps did with their, you know, black reverse retro jerseys, which we all acknowledge are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't just redo the all-star jerseys they had from that year. They put a hometown twist on it. Miami vice. I said vice city because vice City's better. Um, <laughs> but it is grand yeah. Theft Auto. It's a very <laughs> successful game franchise. Uh, <laughs> It, those are perfection. I want them on and in my body. Those are <laughs> incredible jerseys. Huge kudos. When was the last time I raved about jerseys like this? I love them. It's true. It's true. Um, in my body. They are sexy as hell. I am ready. Um, so, so is the All-Star game cool again? No. It'll look cool. It'll look cool, which is good. That's an improvement, is it not? But Jesse, sure. you say no. No, no. The All Star Game is always a wet fart. You know, we always <laughs> like they always the NHL. Like even with the um, with the the players that the extra players that got into the game. Like mm-hmm. I don't think anybody was overhyped about that either. Like I feel well, like like they wanted Timmy Stutes in there. He doesn't make it. Like a lot of the the fan votings didn't really have an impact. So. So that was so it's funny. Did you see do you guys follow unfortunate hockey or sorry, hockey images that uh, precede unfortunate events? Uh, It's got 50,000 followers, hockey images that precede unfortunate events. And and they just posted the picture 2023 fan vote because essentially not a single the theory is that not a single fan vote was counted. Right. And that probably goes oh, back really? to the yeah that's that's what they're suggesting and i i tend to believe them look at uh, just let's look at who the quote unquote fans voted in can you send this we, can you send this yeah absolutely i can send it to you for sure for sure hang on you, you should follow that account by the way they're freaking hilarious um but um so for the um for the central division ranton and mckinnon and hella buck in for the atlantic matthews pasternak uh, vasilevsky for the Pacific, Horvat, Dry Saddle, Stuart Skinner, and for the Metropolitan, Fox, Panarin, and Sorokin. Like, well, I don't know, zero surprises. The most perhaps surprising on that list is Stuart Skinner. Well, mm-hmm. like surprising. 
Like you're talking about all of those guys are bona fide stars. Stuart Skinner, if he keeps playing like this, will be. But like every single one of those players is a star. I love the dude getting into the all-star game for the first time. And you also don't know if he'll ever get in again. Who knows? Like maybe he'll be in it five, six, seven more times. You, you don't know. But it's a little weird that one fan base was able to vote in two players from the same team. So it's yeah. what is it McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Stuart Skinner yeah. for the Oilers? Yeah. yeah. And like the, you gotta go to an all-star game to realize how much this means. Uh like the Panthers the Panthers fan base is never gonna win a fan vote against no. Uh, they're never going to. That's probably part of the reason that they're hosting this thing is to help grow that fan base because that's the whole point of an all-star game. But the all-star game is going to be in Florida. They got, and this isn't Oilers fans fault or anything like that, but the all-star game is going to be in Florida. They're going to have one representative and Alexander Barkov's not even going to be there. The All-Star game is in Florida and there's going to be no Barkov. That's wild. It's a good point too, Steve, where like maybe, I mean, people are going to be like, this is unfair, but whatever. It's the All-Star game. Who gives a shit? Um, The what if the the host city maybe should get three slots, three guarantees. At least two. Yeah. For crying out loud. Like, like I I agree. Like if we're going to grow the game and you want, and you know, they're not doing so hot, the Panthers this year. No. Um, you want to you want to create some spice around that, and and if you're if their big stars are not getting in, not that some other player wouldn't deserve it, but believe me, NHL players are more than happy to either attend and not play or just go on vacation. Yeah, like it's not like they're going to be hurt by it. So I don't know. I feel a little bit like um, I, I agree with you, Steve. I think maybe that that should be a consideration, and also um, you know I, I like the idea of a fan vote, but I. <laughs> I would like to see the numbers and I would like to see how real they actually are. Because I think right. after the John Scott right. thing, I don't think the NHL's ever, 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 ever going to allow you to actually vote in again, ever. But but Adam, they're very trustworthy and good. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if I agree with the idea that the home city should get like a certain amount of slots because I don't agree with the all 32 teams should get an amount of slots. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you should mm-hmm. just take the best players and... Uh, we have here a collection of guys who the NHL wants to be there, but we don't have a collection of the best all-stars. I don't think you anybody would look at these 32 uh, players plus the extras and say these are the all-stars and the best performing players. Like It's, it's a collection of players that the NHL wants there. And it's not, mm. it's not true to the fan vote. It's not true to the, the stats on the board. It's like nobody seems to be happy in this situation because like the fans really wanted Cole Caulfield and Timmy Stutzla and they got a lot of the like Twitter, Twitter Caulfield's buzz. Caulfield's not going. No, no, Caulfield's not in there, is he? No, like, no. I'm pretty sure he lost the fan vote. Not as of yet. He lost it to yeah. like Vassy, right? No. So like Caulfield's not going to be there and he was yeah. one of the big uh, fan vote votes in and like. They're not happy because they don't get these these fun guys that they want to vote on who might not be the All-Stars. And then it's not true to the name of All-Star in that we don't have the best collection of players. So, wow. I don't know. This is I think it's a mess every year and it's whatever. Because it's about the home city. It's about having all the fans there to see all the stars of the game. Like That's what it's about. It's about the in-person experience. And if I'm trying to look at this as like 
an all NHL team and the best collection of players from that year and representing like history. Like that's not what I'm getting out of this. So I need to tone down my mm-hmm. expectations here. I, I, um, I think I understand the emotion that, that you're trying to convey Jesse. And I think we need to file this under. All right. What do you think? Is that the emotion you're trying to convey? <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? All Is that right. what we're doing? I guess. Like, fine. <laughs> right. Is that fine what you're trying? Better. Fine, fine is better than all right. But you got to say it like that. Yeah. I don't know how you would spell that phonetically. <laughs> fine. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fine. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. fine. It's fine. Um, fine. That's all right. It's fine. <laughs> Let's just keep saying it. <laughs> fine. Well, um, now it's losing its me. Hey, so listen, Hockey Helps the Homeless is coming up uh, with all the proceeds going to Durham Youth Services, February 10th at Dell Park Homes Arena in Oshawa. Uh, it's going to be your chance to play with pros, ex-NHL players, and women's Olympic team players, which is kind of cool. What? Yeah. Uh, you can it's register. You can re- is it a great rink? It's a great rink. It was uh, right up the street from my old place. It's where I taught myself how to skate. There you go. <laughs> they actually call it the Steve Dangle Arena. <laughs> Memorial. Yeah, Memorial Arena. Steve Dangle Memorial Arena. Hockey um, Hall of Famer Steve Dangle. That's right. Um, you can register as a free agent or you can br- go in with a sponsored team. Also, they're looking for volunteers too. Uh, so if you want to do some volunteering and get involved, this is an amazing cause. Uh, you can register at HockeyHelpsTheHomeless.com. Or you can email Emma, our good friend Emma, Emma Lengua, uh, Emma at hhth.com for more information. Hockey Helps the Homeless, February 10th, Dell Park Homes Arena, also known as the Steve Dangle, used to live here in Oshawa Arena. Memorial. Uh, Oshawa. Memorial Thank Arena. You. Sorry. Yeah. Sick, sick, sick barn. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Going into uh, the Leafs game on, uh, uh, on Saturday, guys. Uh, we got a lot of Ontario-born players um, on Sports Interaction playing the Leafs, okay? So I want to know, yay or nay, if you're taking any of these guys uh, to score against the Leafs on Saturday. You ready? The Ontario-borns. Are you good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, plus, yeah. Okay, sorry. I was trying to think. I'm like, they have a lot? Really? They do. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Here we go. Josh Anderson, Ontario-born. Does he score? Josh. No, but he t- typically does well against the Leafs. Jesse, are you taking that one? Josh Anderson goal? Uh, yes. You're taking that? Yeah, no, Steve, you said it in the back half. He does well against the Leafs. I know, I'm <laughs> thinking about it. I don't want to bet it. on any of them. He brings it. Okay, next wanna... one. Mike no. Hoffman. By the way, the result by uh, um, no. Anderson and Hoffman's uh, Results are uh, uh, three um, three point uh, five to one, so it's three and a half times your money. You know what's funny? I was about to look up their stats, but it's the Leafs, so it doesn't matter. Right. That's why these you know bets what I are mean? fun. <laughs> like, yeah. is Tony Steve putting one down on Mike Hoffman? No. Okay. Je- what about I, what about I, not Tony Jesse? 
<laughs> no, no, no. But okay. you can also like bet the no. <laughs> so yes. Oh yes, well, then can. I'm betting the no. I'm betting the no. <laughs> okay. Michael Pizzetta goal versus the Leafs. Are you betting the yes, which is five times your five and a half times your money, or no, which is one point one one times your money? You can win eleven cents on a one dollar bet. <laughs> Steve. Uh, I'll take that because it's funny. Okay. <laughs> Two more. Rem Pitlick. A yes at a 550 or no at a 1.11? <laughs> no. Okay. And uh, I'll do... Uh, there's a few more. There's uh, uh, Arbor Jack yes. Guy and Jonathan uh, uh, Kovacelic. But Nick Suzuki. There we go. 2.75 you times your money if he scores. Your no is a 1.4. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. go back. Wait, who, who are the players, Adam? Jonathan Kovac, Kovac, Kovacelic, Kovacevic. I don't know. Freaking hell! I don't know. I don't know. Where's the guy. hell come from, man? I don't know, man. Kovacelic. Listen, listen. I'm getting. Let me be creative, okay? Don't judge you me. No, 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 Adam. You're doing it wrong. You got to see Steve. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Sorry, idiot. You yeah, with your correct time. pronunciation. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, do you take Nick Suzuki to score because he plays 85 minutes a game? Two, seven, five times your money. Yes, I've watched enough Nick Suzuki. He's amazing. Jesse, yeah. you putting yes on that? I was waiting for you to get to that one. That's the, I think that's the moneymaker. That's the money. Okay. Yes. On Nick no, Suzuki. Right, I no, like Pizzetta that. I like scoring that. is the moneymaker. Arbor Jack guy's up there too. I know, but I was like, he's it's, not going to score. It's a no, but... Yeah, by he's the way, six times your money, though, if he does. <laughs> I was shocked by how few Leaf fans were talking about this yesterday. Did you see that uh, Arbor Jacki tried to fight Radko Gudis? And Gudis ran away. And Gudis wouldn't go him. Yes, yes, yes. And and did you see Jacki's quote after the game? Uh, yes, I did. Said he but plays hard. I'll give him that, but he will not answer the bell. That's and specifically, he said he was running after players' knees all game. Which is what he did to Engvall. I'll read the quote. It, he says, he never does, in terms of uh, answering the bell. I don't know what's up with that guy. He'll be taking runs at guys' knees all game. He does play hard. I'll give it to him. But at some point, you've got to show that you're going to be able to do that. Mm -mm. Right. Ooh. And he never does. Does, does Ratko Gudis fight? He scrubs, um, but he doesn't fight. He has. We could look up his fight card. I'm Gudis, like, pff, that's embarrassing. Arbor rookie, <laughs> Arbor Jack guy, this kid who can't even drink in America is tougher than you. Well, that no, he's twenty one, isn't he? You is he twenty one? Yeah. You get to that point in your career though, where know. you're Radko Gudis's age, and these young guys are coming up, and they feel invincible, and you're like, I don't know, man. If if something goes wrong, like I could miss the playoffs, right? Uh, he may just not want to do that anymore. Arbor is twenty one, by the way, Steve. You are correct. He can drink in. Yeah, uh, Gudis fought uh, JT Miller this season. <laughs> well, okay, that's a bit of a mismatch. I'm sure, yeah, Gudis is going to take that challenge every time. No. Last season, he uh, took on Delorier, who's a tough customer, Austin Watson, who's a tough customer. His He fought JT Miller last year as well. What? <laughs> oh, What's going on? And he fought uh, Pizzetta. Interesting. Wow, that's like one of those fights where you're 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 like, I don't really care which side wins here. His fight <laughs> like, card, I'm, I can't cheer for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it on hockey fights. He's actually got a fascinating one because it's like a bunch of tough customers, and then it's like Yanni Gord, uh, JT Miller Gord. twice, 
Ryan Dezingle, Kyle Palmieri, Ross Colton. Anyway, weird guy that uh, so so Gudis. so Radko Gudis we've established doesn't fight anyone who's close to Radko Gudis in size and stature. Except like, for the couple times where he did, it's yeah, very like the Austin Watson one. Like that's a tough guy, you know. There's a, a couple guy. of them. The Nick Deloria you mentioned, yeah. So like, he's just being picky and juicy lately yeah, for so. some reason. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, is he like, oh, Zach Aston Reese? <laughs> or maybe he's, he's like, like, I don't want to waste my time. I don't know. But he was. I, I don't he know. Was, I mean, he was big mad against the Leafs, big mad. And, and I'm, I'm wondering, uh, I, I'm wondering the next time, uh, the next time they play the Canadians, I wonder if, if Gudis actually has to step up and fight him now. Cause I think that's what he's asking for. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. you better fight me. Otherwise I'm just going to, I'm going to laugh you out of the league. Oh, uh, this is, uh, you know, earlier in the season, we compared Jack Eye to a young Milan Lucic mm-hmm. and Habs fans will remember all too well. Lucic. Punked Commissaric for a long, long time. Why won't you fight me? Why won't you fight me? Why won't you fight me? And then he finally got him to fight and he beat the brakes off that gentleman. <laughs> and Commissaric was never quite the same defenseman. Right. So the Leafs offered him a multi year contract. Of course. Why not keep him here for four years? Why not? Can I um, ask you guys a question about Florida slash the Eastern Conference? Yeah. No. So. No, I can't ask Steve. Well, Adam, uh, there's one spot left in the second wild card spot. Pittsburgh, okay. New York, Florida. Which New York? Rangers? Islanders. Islanders. Okay. How dare you? Rangers are way up in third in the Metro. So there's one spot. We got Pittsburgh. We got the Islanders. We got Florida. We got Buffalo. Buffalo was at 47. Pittsburgh's in that spot at 51. Of those four teams, we can throw in Detroit too. I might throw in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Let's throw in Detroit. Detroit's been uh, not been playing great. Four, five, and one the last ten. But we'll throw them in too. So of those five teams, that one spot, who you got? Mm. I want it. I want it to be. um, I want it to be Buffalo. It's not going to be, but I want it to be because I love the story. I love the idea that they get in. And they have to play the Bruins and they got nothing to lose. And the Bruins have everything to lose. And what a great story that would be, right? Because you th- you're talking about, like, remember when Brady, like Tom Brady and the New England Patriots went like undefeated the entire year, right up until the Super Bowl where they lost? That it was could, fun. I like you that. You could have, like, if you have a Sabres team with nothing to lose going up against the last dance Bruins, what a story. Now, if, if the Bruins come in, and run their show while the Sabres uh, learn something. But if that series becomes interesting and you somehow get the, the Boston Bruins on their heels, I don't know. Like, it's almost like with sometimes with younger teams, it almost feels like you're ignorant enough not to know that you shouldn't be doing that, that you shouldn't be winning against these types of teams. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want it to be the Sabres. I think it'll be the Pens. I, I can't ever bet against Crosby. I'm going to go with the Pens, too. Like, right now, things are going great for Florida. The Islanders have two wins in their last 10. That's not going to be a thing that lasts. And the Penguins only have three in their last 10. That's probably not going to be a thing that lasts. So you got to rely on both teams ahead of you maintaining the worst stretches of their season. Both of them. It does have to be both of them. It's not good Mm -hmm. enough that it's one of them. Mm -hmm. So... 
tough to go with Florida there, even though they're hot. I'll I'll go with Pittsburgh. They're yeah, all he- kind of bad right now. The, the only team above 500 in their last 10 out of the teams that we mentioned is Florida. And that's Blake? just rare. Uh, Adam Wild, you got to the edge of the cliff and you didn't jump. The correct answer is Buffalo Sabres, everybody. Yeah. Ah. They're on fire. They can do yeah. it. Let's go. Young team. Uh, nothing to lose, like you said. Like, I'd love to see the Buffalo Sabres in the playoffs, and I think they could do it. Asterisk, um, though. They'll only be able to do it if they wear the Goathead jerseys. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Their record with those jerseys is uh, it's really good. Concerning. Yeah, and like if they if they get the goaltending they need from whatever combination of Uka Pekka and Eric Comrie and Craig Anderson or whoever they need to run out there, if they get that goaltending, Karelva Melka. Po- <laughs> no, there's a possibility. You never know. Maybe even dare I say Thatcher Demko. No, uh, everything no is on sale way. in BC. No way. Get out of here. Send them out east. No way. Vancouver is not smart enough to give up yet. <laughs> um, i think I, they finally got there uh you do you actually think vancouver's there yeah i don't know they're not I there. think so they're not there no? i don't think they're there I, and i love jim i love jim rutherford's 53 minute press conference the other day but i didn't know i i want to ask you guys i want to ask you guys and i have done full disclosure zero prep on this okay oh, let's go okay this is a completely off the top of my head and i can't wait for the comments to go you don't know shit and i'm gonna be straight up with you i don't know shit but I do have to ask you, with two wins in the last 10 games, missing the playoffs last year, what happens to the New York Islanders if they maintain a pace on or just slightly above this the rest of the year? Let's say they finish 10th in mm-hmm. the conference. Let's mm-hmm. say they finish 9th in the conference. At what point, after four years there, Lou Lamorello running the show, the organization is much better than it used to be run. They've had some serious success. Actually, this is five years of Lou Lamorello. At what point do you say, okay, you've changed the coach. Uh, your goalie's really good. Sorokin's in the all-star game, but we can't score. And this continues to be a problem and we can't solve it, or we haven't solved it. At what point do you say, okay, maybe it's time for a fresh set of eyes. You don't need, a, you don't need to rebuild it, but is there a fresh set of eyes, a new way of looking at the painting in the Islanders' future based on zero prep, Steve, Jesse? I'm really upset with the way that you framed the question because I thought you were just going to ask a general what's going to happen. And I was going to say Lou Lamorello five-year contract extension. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, no. I, you you know how we've in the past talked about trades that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And then I, I just feel like you don't go from being on the verge of trading for JT Miller um, to being satisfied with your roster you know what i mean we need to go out and we need to get jt miller oh oh we didn't get jt miller oh okay it's fine i i think the islanders who are silent assassins uh potentially have a big swing in them okay i mean they, they they've allowed some of the least amount of goals in the league but they've also scored in the bottom third and that like that seems to be the problem right is they can't score goals they're gonna have to solve that yeah and they're in a really tight race you could have just kept barry trotz if you were gonna be barry trotz like right because it seems like that again doesn't it maybe it's just all the team is capable of be just suffocating defensively and can't bloody score yeah but you have to get into the playoffs before that works 
You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they are the quintessential. I don't want to play you if you get in team. Yes. Right now. Yeah, like that would be Boston would freaking hate playing those guys. I think Boston would win, but I don't think they would like it. You know? No, it'd be an awful experience for all involved. Um, uh, hey, Jess, I sent you a Ryan Miller clip. Did you guys see this last night? I saw that he got presented a sword. That's right. He, he was honored at the Sabres game. That's pretty sweet, right? Like they're just given a sword for being good at hockey. That's the sickest thing ever. I uh, uh, said that yesterday while shivering and being on the verge of throwing up. I was like, oh, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, are you able to play the audio? Can we play it? Uh, yeah. I wanted the entire city to wake up in a good mood because we beat the Maple Leafs the night before. <laughs> that's that's it that's the clip (laughs) it's a part of his it's part of his speech but he's taking a shot i didn't hear that part uh he's taking a shot at the leaves i just wanted to get your reaction to ryan miller what would the league ever do if the leafs went away i mean there'd be nobody nobody to talk about it would just stop existing i i think steve you got to you got to accept like and i'm sure you have that like we're darth vader man oh i know yeah, like I, I seem to recall Darth Vader winning a bit more. I, I have such uh, a problem with this. I don't understand. I don't have a problem the with The entirety it. of my life, how the Leafs are the big bad guys when they don't win. Mm-hmm. Nobody looked at the Chicago Cubs as the big bad guys when they didn't win a World Series for 150 million years. Nobody looked at the Boston Red Sox as the big bad guys when they sucked. They were the big bad guys when they started winning. Leafs don't win. How the are Leafs we are evil? like Team Rocket. They're like Team Rocket from the Pokemon animated series. Ah, get they over show us. And they lose <laughs> at the speed of light. And, <laughs> and for the first seven seasons, we're going to have the same bad Pokemon to throw at you. Coughing. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But like yeah. the Yankees are the evil empire because they win so much. The Leafs suck and have sucked forever and are the evil empire. What the That's fuck? right. Uh, yeah, I mean, really that's because is of parody, worst, though, Jesse. <laughs> the worst of both worlds. <laughs> uh, it's literally, it's almost like it's like a, it's like a, a Marvel movie. It's like the bad guy's not really that bad, and the good guys are winning anyway. Um, I feel like if we were like weepy and teary eyed when the Leafs finally win the cup, everyone will be disappointed. Like I feel like it's our role to maintain the order of things that if the Leafs ever do win the cup, we have to be assholes. <laughs> Complete <laughs> assholes. Really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's I, not I a mean, sentimental moment. It's a fuck you. <laughs> It'll be the worst moment in NHL history. I'm, well, I'm wouldn't that board. just make us more hateable, which is make it makes it more fun? Yeah. Yeah. No, it would we will not be the lovable uh oh they finally did it team no, no one no. if the leafs ever make the cup final it will not be go maple leafs no so that you no. can finally do it for the first time in forever mm-hmm. it'll be think of how much funnier it'll be if they go all the way to the cup final and lose oh nobody's no i mean as a leaf fan team. you're going to be thinking that a little bit right Oh, it's my worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me ask, let me pose a question, okay? okay. Jesse and Steve. Cup final. 
Would you rather the Leafs go to the cup final and lose in game seven in overtime in, in your lifetime or never go at all? Oh, why are those my two options? Those are your two options. Those are so ass. <laughs> I'd, r- I'd rather the cup final. Would you? Yeah, I think so. Tell me why. I think coming close, it'll it'll feel better. Like you, because you can excuse away an overtime game seven loss. Like you can say, like that team had everything. They reached their potential, and then they just got unlucky on a bounce. You know, Sidney Crosby's golden goal went off the referee. Like <laughs> there could have been a lucky bounce that that caused the Leafs to lose that game seven game. And I can I can excuse my I can ease my brain in that way. As opposed to the team never got there and they never did it. That's my thinking. Steve, what's yours? Luckily for the both of you, I have the correct answer. And that is, fuck you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) I actually want to know in the comments, if you're a Leafs fan, or even if you're not, just make it about the Leafs because everything is about the Leafs. So when you leave a comment, this is what I want to know. Whether you're commenting on Apple Music or you're commenting on YouTube. All right. I don't Would think you rather the Leafs <laughs> never go to the finals or lose in game seven? If you hate the Leafs, you can answer this question. If you love the Leafs, you can answer this question. Because yeah, everybody uh, is going to have an opinion. Canucks and Panthers fans, help us out. Sens <laughs> oh. fans. Oh, no, they didn't lose in five. They lost in five. They didn't lose in seven. They lost in five. Well, and Flames, oh, Panthers got swept. The Flames lost in seven, didn't they? Flames. Yeah, but they have a cup, though. Yeah, they do. No, it's so the, the, the Canucks are the ones you're talking about. Like, Golden Knights yeah. don't count. Yeah, Golden Knights yeah. don't count. They're, they're brand new. Canucks were fucking devastating. Oh, Both times. Oh. Both times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Absolutely Game brutal. Seven, both times. Torture. Oh. Um, have you guys seen the rumors about Cole Caulfield, <laughs> speaking of him not making the All-Star game, his extension? Like what the number is probably going to be. So the rumor today, and again, I don't think that this is close to being signed, but the rumor today is that just seven times seven. Do you believe that that is good value for for the Canadians, for Cole Caulfield? Like, is that a good contract all around? Is he underselling himself? The discount. What would you do? That is, uh, you know, the the contract that David Pasternak is currently on? Which is the six year, six million? 6.666 devil. Satan, something like that. Um, I uh, yes, yes. <laughs> that and how damn good that contract is, and he's going to go to free agency and and make a bank heist. Um, Caulfield seven times seven has the potential to be as good as that current pass contract. I want to ask you guys a question because when Pasta signed that deal, mm-hmm. he had over uh, sixty career, or he had fifty nine career goals. He had a 70-point season under his belt. Um, and obviously, after that's crazy because he goes from, you know, he went from 26 points in 51 games to 70 points in 75 games. And the next year, 80, 81, 95, and then short year, 48, and then 77, 60. He's been unbelievable. Cole Caulfield has somewhat similar numbers in terms of goals, 53 goals. His points are a little bit sort of less than Pasta's were at this point. Cole Caulfield's on pace for about 60-something points. Do you think that their trajectory could be kind of similar? Like, are you looking at that and going, okay, the seven times seven is the new updated six times six. Right. I think we're doing the wrong comparison here. I think the Matthew Boldy is saying, hello, I just signed a deal. 
Uh, Matthew Boldy's deal was seven times seven, if I'm not mistaken. It is, um, yes. Yeah. And, and Cole Caulfield, I think, is they're on like kind of the same tier, if we're putting players in tiers. Um, mm-hmm. They're kind of there. And he, he's had a better career so far in terms of goal production. And that's kind of what the rate is going for these players. If you're going to sign early, at this early stage in your career, and buy out uh, some of those free agency years, that's kind of the number. And Cole Caulfield, I think, is given a discount because I see his career going a little further ahead of Matthew Boldy, and that's what he got. It's crazy. You know, Matthew Boldy has like 69 career points. Nice. And he's already got that. Con- like, yeah, it's nice. Sex. It's good for him. It's good for him. Like, it's it's sort of, I find it really interesting. And I, I think the Wild had to do that. Uh, they they are in cap hell for at least, you know, another year and a half. Um, so they gonna, they're going to have to sign those guys. But it's amazing that, you know, these guys, less than 100 points in the league, or here's 50 million bucks. Yeah, well, that's a, that's great. Good. I think I think Caulfield's such a interesting case study because his his lack of career resume is obvious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the reasons for it are so obvious. There's COVID and there's my coach was dumb. Uh yeah. mostly those two it. things. I mean, he was dumb. He was dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I thought you were too hard on him. But but Cole Caulfield is the one uh, that's not a line in the sand. That's carved into granite. I was dumb about this. Like the second Martin St. Louis took over, Caulfield became one of the best goal scorers in the league. Like, yeah, no, that's a big staple, big benchmark that you were dumb about that. Uh, Caulfield should have more career points. He should have more career goals. And we all know that he has 50 goal potential. So seven times seven is pretty good. Um, I just want to uh, update you guys on just some breaking news here. This may not be anything, but we know it's coming eventually. Canucks are in morning skate right now. Who's not on the ice for the Canucks? Horvat. So you say Horvat, Jesse? Mm -hmm. And Steve, you say? Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreaux is not on the ice. Now, Ah. it doesn't mean he's fired per se He's one of the assistant fired coaches for two weeks he, yeah but did not yet it, sometimes head coaches don't come out for morning skate sometimes uh, i think it requires like yeah i mean he's a lame duck coach i feel yeah. really bad for the guy um none of this looks good on the canucks um their handling of it and everything. Um, it's it's gross. It's gr- I don't like it. I don't like the way uh, Bruce is being treated. And mm-hmm. I feel like fans weren't really calling for it. Like, it, I feel like it's so rare to see a coach fired and have so few fans in a very fiery fan base calling for it. Um, Interesting. Yeah. This organization sucks, dude. Let's let's say what it is. Um, again, I still think the players have some talent there. And is, if I'm being totally honest, I wouldn't be shocked by a relatively quick turnaround. Like you have the, the work you Isn't have. Isn't that what happened do- when they fired the last coach? Relatively quick. No, turn- no. And turnaround? by the way, I don't think the turnaround will have anything to do with Tockett. Okay. And, like, and, like, and this is, this is what the Canucks have done. If they do have a quick turnaround with Rick Tockett and you start to get all optimistic, it's like, have you learned nothing? Well, it, it, there's a blueprint from last season. 
is a blueprint from last season, right? So wh- when I when I talk about um, uh, a recovery or a bounce back or whatever, I'm I'm talking about roster construction. Like they have very obvious t- targets. You got to get rid of Myers. You got to get yeah. rid of OEL. Uh, those are those are the big ones. Uh, you have a huge decision to make with Horvat. If you keep him, Miller's got to be punted out the door. If you don't, you got to get a king's ransom for it, and then maybe you punt Miller out the door anyway. Um, and even losing Horvat and Miller, you make a few additions in the off season. As long as you shore up the defense and goaltending, you at very least, or sorry, it, it, as long as you shore up the defense, you have a goaltender in Thatcher Demko. You need mm-hmm. to at least have an identity, for God's sake. Their identity is here's some players. Mm-hmm. That's not an identity. Mm-hmm. Are you an offensive team? Are you a grinding team? Are you a, a smothering defensive team? Are you east west? You north south? Are you sort of? Are you? It's okay to be the Rangers, and Jesse's not going to like this. But <laughs> the Rangers are very clearly a happy-go-lucky bunch of children. And the one of the best goalies in the world. Excuse me? They, Jesse. <laughs> it wins them a lot of games, but the structure is Panarin, hilarious. Mika Zibinijad, Chris yeah. Kreider, Adam Fox are just a yeah. random bunch of players? No, no, no. I didn't say a random bunch of players. They have an incredible amount of skill, and they get outchanced and outshot a lot, but they have the best goalie in the world and some high-percentage shooters, so it doesn't friggin' matter. Say what you will about Randy Carlisle hockey. It's kind of fun when it works, right? Yes. And, and that's, yes. It's kind of fun when it works. And they do that a little bit. The Canucks don't have a thing. What is their thing? Their thing is they blow leads. That's not a thing. They also come that was back the Leafs from, thing a few uh, years ago. They lost. The, the Canucks lead the league and comeback wins from two, down two goals or more, which is a ridiculous. For the stat. other team, you mean? Yeah, well, no, when they're down. Yeah, they lead. They they have the most two goal comeback wins in the league for them. For them, yes. <laughs> they are they are the leaders on both sides of the being down and the coming back. Okay, that's not a thing. It is. <laughs> I guess it's a thing. Also, uh, funny story about the uh, Vancouver Canucks. This is from Thomas Strands. They've only won three times in regulation since November twenty eighth. No team in the NHL has fewer regulation wins in that span. Anaheim has four regulation wins. The Coyotes have four. Chicago has five. Columbus has four. Uh, but the Canucks are 7-0 and after regulation. So they're worse than the record shows. Yeah, if if you think well, they won, there's like they won those games in OT in the shootout. Like those, that's the rules of the NHL. So I don't know if yeah, they're worse, but I know, but that's what they're I'm really saying. good at the coin flip part of the game. So the seven and zero pass regulation, and they have three regulation wins since November twenty eighth. Not good. Oh, and Bruce is the problem. I don't. You don't want right. to be good at the coin flip necessarily. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. They need to be a thing. Ooh. They hey, need to have question. an identity. They don't have one. Who was the coach before Travis Green in Vancouver, guys? Willie Desjardins? That's right. Good guess. And nice then it thought. was Travis Green and then Bruce Boudreau. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, Willie Desjardins worked a little bit in LA afterwards, but not much. 
Haven't seen Travis Green come back because he's still on retainer with um with Vancouver. He's still like, you know, playing out his deal. Does Bruce Boudreaux coach again? He seemed to be pretty close to retired. Yeah. Listen, Bruce, yeah. Bruce. Come home. Yeah. Do a video coach. Do something. To come home, Bruce. You cheer for the team. Do what makes your heart happy on the on the you're you're not on the back nine this is the back three of your (laughs) career come home come home and help be part of something special i don't think you did that analogy right (laughs) back three back three he's only got three holes left jess okay yeah yeah but that's not yeah okay I'm trying to. That's how he gets. <laughs> yeah, back nine. He's he got, he's got he less began the back, the back nine somewhere in the middle of Ovechkin's tenure. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse. Jesse. Fine. He's sick. Alone, man. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, listen. We got a, We got. A, we got a couple options here. We can wrap it up. Or we can do a press conference. What do you guys want to do? Hmm. I got it, Amy. Yeah? Let's do a press conference. Wow. All right. Yeah. Think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, basketball, or the road to the Super Bowl, get in on all the action at Sports Interaction. Bet pregame, live and play, or one of the many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now to see all that sports betting has to offer. If you want to bet, head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That is sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. 19 plus, please play responsible. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Um, we, love, we love talking about the salary cap. And uh, yep. we, we love talking about how they should fix the, the cap here. But Mikey Lou has a question for us. My question is, okay. with all the salary cap problems with this league, and with folks advocating for a luxury tax system similar to Major League Baseball, I decided to look at the mm-hmm. payrolls for the upcoming MLB season. At this time, Amazing. there are nine of 30 teams currently below the NHL salary cap. There are also four below the NHL's floor. I think we can all agree the NHL cap structure, cap structure needs fixed, but how would you ensure that owners actually spend and not be like the Pirates or Orioles, where they're happy to just take the revenue sharing and share of league income and sit on it. Uh, side note, Aaron Judge's $40 million AAV is more than the Oakland A's entire roster. So this is, this is an argument. That's a when, disgrace. Right? Yeah. When we bring up the cap a lot, we say we want a soft cap. And a lot of people say, but look at baseball. Look at these, these teams who purposely just don't spend money. How do you guys respond to that? Minimum spend. You want to be yeah. you want to be an NHL owner. You got to spend at least this, and they have one. But here's the problem: is they they're you know there's teams like the Coyotes who get around it all the time by using LTIR. Right, a lot of teams use LTIR to go over. A lot of teams have used LTIR to go under. Coyotes obviously are one of them. I think the Sens have done it. I think um, Anaheim's done it. Um, you should listen if you want to sit at the table with the big boys, Mister Billionaire. Then you got to spend money. You got to make the league look good. And, uh, and I think investing in players and in, therefore investing in the fans is good for the league and good for everybody. 
I I just if you're going to be involved in competitive sports, there needs to at least be the illusion of trying for God's sake. Like all the all yeah. the teams in recent memory who have been like complete and utter disasters, like for the NHL. Mm-hmm. You can point to reasons outside of they're just not trying to be very good. Um, like I look mm-hmm. at the, what was it? The 16, 17 avalanche, the team that I think they had 47, 48 points or something like that. Well, everyone got hurt and they had mm-hmm. no goalies. Calvin Pickard played 55 games. Like right to, to have one player on one team make more than an entire roster, two entire rosters. The the Pirates and the Orioles, you were saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but the the <laughs> Orioles, the Orioles were Jesse, they were just like Aaron Judge makes more than the entire Oriole or uh, uh, Pirates. Oakland lineup, A's. Right? Oakland, Oakland A's. A's. Yeah. That's that's just it's beneath the standard of a professional sport league. Or it right. should be. Like you're not you're not even trying. So just close the doors then. <laughs> close the doors. Like well, it's so so you're it, ripping it, your fans off. In baseball, they're going because they like baseball, but you're ripping them off. Right. In baseball, we have seen, though, um, for the argument for this system is it's fine because the Tampa Bay uh, Devil Rays, the, formerly the Devil Rays, now the Tampa Bay Rays, they love to not spend money, but they love to also be good. They've gone to the World Series a couple of times. They've been very competitive in the most competitive division in baseball by not spending a lot of money as their competitors. And they have very smart scouting and they have very smart coaching staff. And that's how they choose to do their business. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't like the idea of, their Hey, fans also kind of suck too. And their <laughs> fans are awful and they don't show up for playoff games that they, and they can't sell <laughs> them out. Um, yeah. So there, there've been instances of these teams who don't spend a lot of money, who spend as much as their roster, their entire roster as other teams spend on one player beating these teams who spend a bunch of money. So there's no guarantee that spending the money gets you a wi- a victory. The rich teams catch up to the smart teams. Like there's there's a reason why uh the team that I watched yeah. at the beginning of Moneyball is right back where they were at the beginning of Moneyball here in 2023. A, a real estate company owns them, I think. They're like a real estate developer in California. Which right? Team? The Oakland uh the Oakland A's. And they've just really? they've just kind of petered out, and it's annoying. It's annoying watching them. But yeah, I think you do a minimum spend, like the NHL has this year. the The cap has a floor. Mm-hmm. You should have a cap floor to ensure competitive, uh, because you know cer- certain billionaires going to billionaire, and they're going to be cheap and shitty about it, and they don't give a shit. And what you don't want is what like the Leafs had with Harold Ballard in the seventies, where it was almost like he was so rich, he just and did not give a shit about anybody that it became it became sort of a joke, and he was almost like antagonistic with the fans like some of these guys and some of these leagues are hmm. so next question uh next question this is from brodzinski i have bo horvat and jt miller on my fantasy team to help right the wrongs of this season do i need to trade jt to make up for bo probably leaving this year i have jt miller mm-hmm. and i refuse to do it because I, I, I just know we all know what he's capable of. Yeah. And I just keep fearing that I'm just going to, he's just going to light it up the second I get rid of him. And the You're other thing about Steve Locke. Yeah. And the other, no, if you have both, you hold on to them. Uh, because 
Miller is going to have increased responsibility uh, re- responsibilities when Horvat leaves. And when Horvat leaves, he's going to go to a better team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, if, if you know they're going to get split up, which seems imminent at this point, why would you trade one? No, keep them. That's that's crazy. Keep both of them. Okay. This question is from Jay Reddy. It's very fun. Jay Reddy says, I'm on a mission to attend a hockey game at every single NHL arena. Love I'm this. currently at 21 of 32. Wow. And we'll be checking off another off my list by seeing the Leafs play the Habs in Montreal this Saturday. Love the that. thing is, I also grab a jersey from each arena and have no idea who to get from the Habs roster. Would love your thoughts. Cole Michael Pozzetta. lunatic (laughs) oh my god that's funny 100% Cole Caulfield over Nick over Suzuki Cole Caulfield Suzuki did grow up a Leafs fan so it'd be fitting yeah Cole Caulfield I would get Suzuki get the get the goal score Um, I think guys I'd like to do that as like a show I don't know, like, when our kids are grown or whatever, if we could do that. But I'd really like to do a season where every weekend we're just in a different arena. So one season, we do all 32. That's that's way too much work. You guys wouldn't do that with me? That's so much work. Wouldn't that be sick, though? Like, an SDB tour? Wouldn't that be cool? Come on. It'd be cool. All right. Well, in 2043, Mm -hmm. when Leo is an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. It'll be fun. I feel like people who do those things, like you got to really take off like three months of your life. Well, we just podcast from the road, Jesse. Hey, but like, what about, what if I want to do other stuff? Yeah. No, you don't, <laughs> don't no. want to do that. You're here forever. Okay. <laughs> what if like oh. there's a new season of White Lotus and I want to watch no, it? Uh, like when there's no hockey on. Sorry. Like you I can't, can't watch. I'm on the road. Like nope. I'm not a, I'm not a WWE superstar. I'm not on the road 180 days of the year. Like, what is this? <laughs> Every <laughs> WWE documentary makes it sound like the worst lifestyle yeah. ever. Did you see Mr. Beast, uh, his latest interview? No. Mr. Beast? Mr. Uh, Beast, yeah. No. Yeah, he was talking about how there's certain to- like certain things when he's getting ready to do like a video where he'll work like eight or nine straight days and like not sleep. And he's like, I'll be honest with you. Uh, he's like, I don't think most people would enjoy this. Like, I don't think most people would enjoy this lifestyle. I'm sure they'd enjoy the money. But I think a lot of people be like, this This kind of sucks. Like, these hours kind of suck. This pressure kind of sucks. Because, like, with Mr. Beast, he's got to outdo all these incredible things that he's already done, right? Yeah. His, and he's, like, 21. Yeah. His mantle is he needs to be the best content creator on Earth. And that feels tough. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, no, there are days... I'd like oh, I love love what I do love what I do but there are days where I'm like oh I gotta make another one mm-hmm. and I just don't wanna but imagine like and he's got like a whole empire that depends on him and like he's provided entire communities with water you know what Has I mean he? like that oh yeah like that dude's like changing the world <laughs> wow and because cool. he's just got so much he he is fascinating uh i gotta read more about him because he's just a guy who 
he doesn't seem to hoard the money. He's just like, oh, I got $50 million this week. Yeah. Guess I'll okay. spend all of it on all sorts of stuff. Like, he just reinvests it in, like, his programming, and I'll just donate a bunch of it, and this and that. I don't know. I'm sure I'll read some more, and he'll be milkshake ducked. But I generally, right now, he seems fine. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the show, gentlemen. But we're really looking forward to next Friday. I'm very excited. Uh, we're we're going to have a really great time in Kingston. We're going to do a lot more live shows. We're going on tour. We're going to see all 32 arenas. And then we're doing the AHL directly afterwards. Okay? That's what we're doing. Okay? Tour Garden, right? we're coming Woo! to you. Tour Garden. <laughs> all of them. We're coming. Buy Cardiff. a burn, baby. <laughs> Yeah, fire burn. <laughs> All of them. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.